if there is one thing that Tez is good at, it's history and hiding things. Uh, I, I feel like you're always going to be better off just cheating. Yes. <laughs> this is now a college career of how Tez cheats his two friends through college. <laughs> for the Mundangerous Study Hall in New York City. I'm your host, Shane. And I'm your host, Ishan. And welcome to episode 327 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. This is Actual Play Season 3, Episode 8. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition D&D adventure, The Magister's Masquerade. From the source book, Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Tez Proud Gale... Mm, has finally won a duel of honor and defeated uh, wild magic surge clay golem and now is back to the important business of school yes what i'm really here for school right actually here for and not to mm, stop a prophecy i suppose right to make sure that flamewind's prophecy does not come to pass the one where the chosen one who is flanked by death uh, must survive the shadow at night, else all dreams come true. Who that may be? Don't, don't know. I'm like trying to heed the warning of the prophecy, right? To, oh, I, I don't know. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to make sure that the chosen one survives? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to make sure that, that the, the second part doesn't come true. To make sure that all dreams do not come true, whatever that means. That sounds bad. Yeah, let's go with bad. It's probably bad. Uh, but maybe it's time for a little bit of a refresher because, hey, it's been more than a couple weeks before uh, since we had an actual play episode uh, up. And that is because mm, life uh, gets in the way. Yeah. We, uh, navigating the, the two-kid life uh, for Shane has been a little rough. <laughs> it's uh, not double the work? Uh, no, it is not. My sister has twins. She said it was four times the work. Yeah. I don't know if it's four times the work, but it's something. Uh, well, in any case, uh, we're back to our regular-ish schedule of uh, bi-weekly AP episodes uh, for the foreseeable future. Eventually, we'll be back to weekly, uh, but for now, never fear. Um we will return in a couple more weeks after this one. But in terms of where we actually are in the story, Tez Proudgale has been sent on undercover assignment to Arcanics in Ondaer, uh, which is what we are calling uh, Strixhaven, uh, because, of course, we are playing in Eberron. Uh, you made some friends, made some enemies, uh, you're here with your buddies, Skelebro, the uh, reanimated revenant uh, undead elf, uh, and Meepo, the kobold, here to learn some stuff, um, find out who this chosen one is, make sure uh, they don't die, uh, and also to maintain your cover and I guess pass some classes because if you don't pass your exams, well then, you know, the administration is just going to come down so hard on you and and man... You don't want that to happen because detention is no fun. <laughs> well, I, I think more practically, Tez is worried that uh, if he doesn't do well, they might call and check on his cover story and find out, oh, no, <laughs> he's not really a student from the from the war college at uh, at Carnath. Yeah, no one's been uh, no one's been looking into that yet. 
which is good because, you know, Erky Timbers has uh, some pretty good connections. He's gotten you some uh, fairly nice forged documents that for now have withstood scrutiny. We've met a handful of people, uh, mm-hmm. got into a bit of a row, uh, had a duel to settle it, mm-hmm. won a really obnoxious kid's fashion glove. Um, one yes, of one them. of them. Yes, you, you two now have like a, you each have one of a matched set, which is kind of adorable. Uh, yeah, it's more meant to be like annoying for him, right? Like it's his signature look and now it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it. it's like losing a sock in the wash, you know? Yeah. Then we had to fight a, a, a golem in the, uh, in the magical trash heap. And mm-hmm. then we had our first day of class. So it's been action packed. Yes. Meepo and Scalabro's first day of class and Tez is like, I don't know. 6,000th day of class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't he have his PhD now? Yes. <laughs> I could be teaching this class. I am qualified to teach this class, except that the <laughs> class that I took was taught by the dean. <laughs> she has tenure. <laughs> all right. So speaking of which, uh, yes, on the first day, uh, she did remind all of you uh, that at the end of the week, she's already... Uh, giving you an exam. The class, of course, advanced arcane history, and your first exam will be on relics. In the following days, of course, Tez, Scalabra, and Meepo, you know, put their heads together, compare notes about the people that they've met, um, trying to figure out who exactly this chosen one could be. And, you know, right now you have one potential lead, Aurora Luna Winterstar, whom Scalabra has revealed to all of you is a dampier, a half vampire, which sounds a little like she may be flanked by death. Yeah, yeah. At least one undead parent. The most pressing matter right now for pretty much everyone in the third year, of which you are ostensibly one, is this upcoming exam. And you can see that people have started breaking off into little pods, little study groups. You know, they'll be dragging around large piles of books that they've checked out from the library, the biblioplex, uh, hanging out in the quad or uh, at the Bozen Tavern where your friend Javanish is the bouncer and bartender. Um, But the main place, of course, that people go to study is the library itself, the biblioplex. And this, of course, is where Scalabro model student that he is suggests that the three of you meet to really put your heads together and figure out how to pass this test his first he tells you many times i want to make a good impression first of all stop saying it's your first test that would be extremely weird you're gonna blow your cover but yeah of course let's while study i'll explain tests to you it's not my first test it is my first academic tests of such rigor i have had many tests where i had to kill without mercy these i passed with flying colors i know i know i've seen you do it Mm, meepo also passed many tests (sighs) different tests meepo uh Mm, of friendship yes i know the hardest these tests will be easy in comparison but they're technical you 
you know, you have to take them correctly or else you fail, even if your intent is good, unlike a friendship uh, test. But Meepo's heart is pure. Dean Tullus will weigh, weigh it against scales? Is, is that this test? She most certainly will not. Uh, she will weigh your answers against the truth, and if they match, you will succeed, and if they do not, then you will fail. Uh, Meepo may have studied wrong. I'm confident you did, which is why we need to get to the library and study. I think... Well, you do anyway. I will spend my time scouting out who's in the library for anybody else who meets the profile of this chosen one. Does Tez think arcane lock will be on the test? On an arcane history test? Uh-huh. You know, I can't rule it out, but probably not. You see Meepo's... Meepo's ears perk up and then deflate. Skelebro seems a little agitated. Yes, let, let us go to this library. This biblioplex. The biblioplex, which is, uh, by Tez's standards, and he has high ones for libraries, a very nice library. The entire campus is essentially encased within five floating towers, hundreds of feet above the small... Undarian town of Arcanix. Uh, but the towers are larger on the inside than they are on the outside, and if you make the right turns and uh, the right ways, you eventually uh, end up on uh, a floating plane where before you stands the library, about six stories tall of fine regal architecture, um, mostly Tess can't really tell right now, but it looks almost like it's constructed of glass, and you can see inside um, shadowy shapes of, of students moving between stacks of what most assuredly must be millions of tomes. And inside, there are many students. Of course, many that Tez doesn't recognize because there are four years' worth of students here. You've only met a handful of even uh, many of the third years. Um... But again, it's a library and people are mostly keeping to themselves. As you uh, step inside, uh, you hear what might be described as an inaudible ping just inside your own head. Uh, it reminds Tez maybe of a shopkeeper's bell as you walk into a, a merchant's shop. And after just a moment or two, from almost nowhere appears an aged diminutive woman dressed smartly with fashionable spectacles and in a low, quiet voice she says, Hmm, and how may I help you? Uh, my friends are here to study arcane history for our upcoming exam. Ah, third years, she says. Looks the three of you up and down raises an eyebrow and says the exchange students eh? uh yes how what gave it away you seem a little lost uh well then I'm doing better today than I was yesterday when I was extremely lost so thanks well, you've come to the right place you know if you need to find your bearings the library is the place to do it you're here to study you say yes are you looking for some place private 
someplace with a, a view? What do, what do you like? There are there's so many adventures to be found here in the stacks. Um, well, not those kind of adventures, but someplace, uh, I suppose, where we can talk freely. But, uh, you know, wouldn't mind being able to see what's going on in the library. Mm, yeah, well, I wouldn't rule out adventures. Have you ever fought a fire elemental in the stacks? Dangerous, dangerous. The worst thing is when books get burnt. I was going to say, I would imagine that a fire elemental in the stacks would be a rather uh, urgent affair. A word of advice, kill it quickly. I would think, yeah. Uh, she is like walking slowly. Uh, and you can tell she's sort of, just sort of expecting you to, to follow. She seems to be wandering a little aimlessly. Um, she tells, you know, an anecdote uh, here or there, but is... You can eventually tell, basically giving you the first-timer's tour of the library, pointing out uh, the different sections. It isn't exactly a Dewey Decimal System, uh, but there is uh, a, a, an organizational system, uh, academic tomes, um, fiction, nonfiction, et cetera, et cetera, uh, all arranged uh, by author and by uh, subject matter. And um, she leads you up. Uh, several stories of spiral staircase and you can see again most of the interior walls here are glass there are um, rooms with whiteboards and book materials um, and uh, light refreshments where you can see there are uh, students who are studying but also you know sometimes doing workshops and things like that where they can speak to each other but aren't bothering anyone else because they're in a small enclosed room and she begins walking you toward one of these Ah, uh, perfect. Thank you. And um, uh, in, in terms of the subject matter, where should we start studying for, say, one's first arcane history exam of the term? Hmm, arcane history. Well, I'll go dig up some archaeological tomes for you. Oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> I'll try to keep my hands clean. <laughs> Um, Tez is, uh, grinning politely, but his hands are, like, tensely flexing, <laughs> like, balling into fists very, very angrily. So he's heard these puns a million times. <laughs> By other archaeologists. Yes. It feel, it, yeah. Yes, it exactly. Feels to me like dad jokes abound in the field. In the field, yes, exactly. It's already a field for losers. What are you doing? You're about four stories up, and she leads you to an unused room, opens the door, and motions the three of you in. The walls are are transparent. You can see from up here, actually, you have a very good view uh, because this room almost sort of looks down over kind of a, a balcony mezzanine area where you can look down through the floors to see many of the other rooms where there are people studying. Tez, give me a perception check. Good thing I'm great at perception. 12 plus 3 is 15. That's better than your floor. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's probably lit in here. Uh, you don't have uh, trouble 
distinguishing. You can see a few other people that you recognize uh, from your year, uh, some of them studying alone. You can see Rampart, actually, um, in a room alone, still uh, dressed in ceremonial uh, full plate uh, with uh, great swords strapped across uh, their back, who seems deep, deep into stacks and stacks of books. Rampart seems to know exactly what they're doing when it comes to studying. But there is one room that catches your eye um, because of the strange makeup of the people within. You see Grayson Windermere, who is the Silver Quill, uh, who was a bit pompous and you caught up one of his medals off his shirt. Didn't seem too happy about that. I believe I sliced it off of his shirt. You did. You did indeed. Um, in a study room with Rosie Miffenbip. Hmm. Uh, the very friendly, fast-talking gnome. Uh, and there's a third person in there with them that you don't recognize, but you can tell very clearly is a Warforged. Hmm. And the three of them seem to be talking like friends. The Warforged is relatively quiet, speaks occasionally. Rosie basically never stops talking, but they don't seem to be arguing. They seem to enjoy each other's company. Interesting. I I mean, I only we only like briefly met Rosie, right? Uh, and, th- and that was like more of like an activity fair kind of thing. It wasn't like... Like, we didn't really have any personal connection, right? And I think we're, we kind of have a negative connection to Grayson at the moment. Uh, certainly he has a negative connection to you, yes. And then the odd Warforged. Hmm. I would hardly describe any of them as currently flanked in death. Nobody seems to be in any kind of danger at the moment. Mostly flanked by noise, if I'm guessing what Rosie's prattling on about. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of noise, you hear the door to the room that you're in shut, which surprises you a little bit because you hadn't noticed that it had opened. Um, And you can see the uh, gnome librarian walking off, and in your room are at least a dozen uh, thick, dusty, leather-bound tomes. This is the starting point. Now, here's how this works. You guys are going to read these books. And then at the end of it, I will quiz you on them. Now, the important thing will be to learn the form of the quiz, right? It is not simply about having the answer. It is about constructing your response in a way that demonstrates your mastery of the subject. So Tez isn't isn't just explaining about arcane history he is teaching them to take tests yes (laughs) (laughs) because i like this i'm guessing this is something of a more of an essay exam and to two people who haven't written anything one of them perhaps ever the other in a thousand years (laughs) um, (laughs) you know it might be good to get in the habit All right, so this would be a good time to go over the test-taking rules from Strixhaven. This will be the first time that either you or I uh, have touched these rules at all. So let's see how it goes. 
so there are exams, uh, and they're broken up into the studying phase and then the testing phase. You are, of course, currently in the studying phase. And during the studying phase, uh, every character needs to make their own ability check to study. But it can be literally any ability check that you want as long as you can justify it. Like explain how you're studying and then give me a skill and make the check, right? So it could be, you know, I make a, a history check because I'm trying to memorize all this information. Fine. But it could also be like I make a, a sleight of hand check because I'm putting together a bunch of flashcards, you know, and I'm very good at making the flashcards. And so like that helps me study because of the, the mnemonic device or whatever, you know, as long as you can justify it, it's good. And it literally doesn't matter because multiple students are studying together. Each of you gets advantage on this check. And if you succeed, then you get a re-roll during the testing phase. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing you can do, and it doesn't feel like it's a good idea just from the mechanics of it. You can pull an all-nighter. Okay. Um, which gives you two re-rolls without... Oh, yeah, it gives you two re-rolls if you succeed on the ability check that you're making. But you also gain one level of exhaustion, which gives you disadvantage on ability checks. That seems bad. Yeah. See, it seems mostly not worth it. Also, I pulled a fair few all-nighters in college, and I would not say that it hurt my ability checks that day. That much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if, you know, you've got an early morning exam you just uh, you go straight to the exam exactly like a 9 a.m yeah. exam like you catch like a couple hours maybe it's fine yeah although i will point out none of you are actual college students i don't know if you have the stamina anymore well tez is rather recently a college student and uh we've well established that meepo is uh, up at all hours doing god only knows what and or who god only knows. Mm -hmm. so and i would and is 12 an adult but 12 yeah so you know like i i think two of the party are still very much in uh in a college-aged mindset i don't know what skelebro's really up to but you know he spent a long time sleeping so he probably wants to catch up on living not sleeping <laughs> on the unliving right all right, so you're in the library. You have assets and resources. Um, I think each of you, sh you're all so different in the way that you absorb and retain information. I think each of you will probably use a different check. Does that feel about right? Okay. I think that is true. Yes. All right, so what do you do? Uh, well, this is arcane history. And so I think, uh, well, first of all, I, I think, I think Tez, I think given the subject, Tez already knows, like, it, like Tez can, can BS his way through undergraduate arcane history, right? Like, he's not even worried about that. He can just do that with history. Uh, I think he is focused on making sure that the other two are prepared. So Tez will prepare with persuasion, which is mostly about, like, getting them ready but you know in the process of teaching someone something you have to kind of relearn it yourself right so in the course of like trying to teach this to them actively 
uh, and and like convince them that they can like succeed on this test. He is in fact sort of preparing himself anyway. You are studying by tutoring, basically. That sounds good to me. And uh, I mean, obviously, we're all using a little study drugs, right? So we're gonna go ahead and take the uh, take the uh, the cantrip bonus, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so just, a, just a little, you know, study guidance. Uh, okay, so it's a twelve plus three is fifteen, and then plus nine is twenty-four. Uh, yeah, that'll succeed. Uh, okay. So then, this is arcane history. I imagine that the history will be of more interest to Scalabro, and the arcane of more interest to Meepo. <laughs> <laughs> the arcane magical power and explosions right so i think i think preparing meepo's preparation is probably going to be more of a practicum than it is like a theorem so i think he will be sort of uh like really engaged with like the methodology of how to uh you know practice uh, arcane uh history right like the the archaeological aspects and the the, the means of like testing magical devices and like reading and intuiting like magical fields and and auras and like the different schools things like that uh so i feel like this is like him taking some of like his magic items and experimenting with them using arcana mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it obviously under you know um tez's tutelage close supervision yes which you know as a uh scarcely magical person himself this role fits uh say <laughs> three plus three is six and then his arcana skill is plus two so eight 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 is not good enough however because the three of you are starting together meepo has advantage on this role well that's as good as it got <laughs> i rolled a two <laughs> So perhaps studying history by playing with magical fire is not the best approach. Uh, Meepo pulls out the the dagger and you can tell like, you know, studying the magical fields that sort of like bind um, its enchantment in in place and even succeeds in like sort of like levitating it for, for a little bit until he, you know, gets distracted with all the different things that he can see from, you know, your current vantage point. Uh, and the knife begins to sort of wobble uh, as it spins and then uh, turns a little more quickly and then eventually shoots off in a random direction, making a pretty loud ping as it uh, ricochets off uh, one of the transparent walls and clatters to the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You can see that you've drawn the attention of some of the people in the other rooms and just a a scant number of seconds later the door opens and the gnomish librarian has poked her head in with a finger to her lips and says shh sorry sorry it was a and then she reaches over so almost like rolling her eyes and taps uh, a button near the door uh, and suddenly you can't hear anything it's completely silent she taps it again you can hear again and then she leaves ah uh, apparently there's a button for a silence spell apparently there's a button i've heard tell that often a silent spell presages a trap 
Well, rumors, rumors and hearsay. Yeah. Um, so just a side, a, a, a bit of a D and D note here. Uh, so I keep Meepo's like uh, character sheet is more of just a stat block, uh, just the way that stat blocks are written, right? Like you, you only write down their like trained skills. Uh, so I just picked a trained skill that made sense. He has investigation and arcana. Not bothering to check that you know eight intelligence that makes that a plus two. He has sixteen decks. He could have just done sleight of hand <laughs> and had better odds. Uh, but with your rules, you still it didn't matter at all. Nines, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's now so just you know like base stats versus training. <laughs> well, you did start with a you know five HP kobold. Indeed. Mm. Uh, so it's not a huge loss here all it means is it's pretty obvious that Meepo has not yet learned the fine art of studying it just means he won't have a reroll to use during the uh exam although actually now he could pull an all-nighter and then he would have two rerolls but also exhaustion we'll see what happens and Scalabro Scalabro is my star pupil I expect a lot from Scalabro now given that there is exactly one skill based on strength his forte and that it is the only skill that he's trained in that's any good for him athletics i'm really struggling with how he's going to pump iron to learn <laughs> history <laughs> and yet i think you're going to figure it out <laughs> Uh, I won't. That is a stretch even for me. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. What what Skelebro will do is uh, something that, as an as an elf, uh, is probably not as natural. Uh, but I think the re simply reading the book, but then also kind of conversing and listening to like the telling from Tez uh you know given like kind of the lyrical and and oral tradition that elves keep as well uh I think helps to kind of hammer it home so this is really a perception uh check for um for Skelebro it is about him picking out the details uh to to remember um from this kind of steady stream of information all right go for it all right Skelebro as I said, is a star pupil. 18 plus 1 is 19 plus 4 is 23. Wow. Um, yeah, your combination Socratic method uh, oratory recitation seems to reawaken some of the elvishness deep within his resurrected soul, and you can tell... Uh, it um, it, it seems to hit home, uh, and pretty soon he's uh, coming back at you uh, with questions about uh, theory and practicum that you would expect from a second year. Oh my goodness! Too bad we're at a third year class, but good enough. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh, success at studying, and so Scalabro now has a reroll to use during the testing phase. Perfect. One thing I should mention, so when you take the exam, you'll make a series of skill checks, and then you can use the rerolls that you've gained here. One thing you can do, though, 
if you wanted to. Mm. And you could set that up. Now would be the opportune time to set that up would be to cheat. If one does want to cheat, you ignore your rerolls, you ignore the rolls that the test asks the test asks of you, and instead you make a deception check and a sleight of hand check. If you succeed at both of these, you ace the exam. If you fail either one, uh, you're noticed and you fail the exam. I mean... <sighs> and of course, you could decide, oh, I, you know, I've completely failed my rolls. I definitely know that I don't know anything on this exam. Now's the time to cheat. Oh, okay. So I know, I know how I'm doing before I decide to cheat. That's good. Um... Uh, unironically having the extra shot to cheat on the back end may well be Meepo's best opportunity <laughs> of pulling this off like, and, and, and I will say as a consummate test taker Tez knows this but Meepo may not know this and so uh, I will offer you the opportunity to make preparations in case Tez needs to cheat for Meepo does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. So, right. If Tez is going to cheat for Meepo, he needs to practice Meepo's handwriting so that he can forge a test in Meepo's, uh, on Meepo's behalf and then simply turn them in together. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, that's the way you you do it. I'll, so, I'll so you walk pass up me the papers. I'll hand them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then it's just a you know a, a, <laughs> a trivial bit of sleight of hand to you know stack three <laughs> papers and remove one. It's it's like you've never seen a shell game. Exactly. Please, I was doing that as a first year. <laughs> All right, rogue archaeology. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my papers oh, sorry my permits oh yes yes hold on right here yeah, wait just, one second just one moment okay i will say because you have prepped for this i'm going to give you a reroll as if you had successfully studied to cheat to use if you cheat okay <laughs> can tez but can tez cheat on meepo's behalf i'm i will say because of the way that you have prepared you can only use that reroll if you're cheating on Meepo's behalf. Okay. Like, so if you realize that you are bombing this test, you can cheat, but you haven't prepped to cheat for you. Got it. Okay. Uh, as the three of you are whiling away the hours studying, um, you notice like almost surreptitiously um, books that you've used disappear and new ones that are pretty much always applicable and useful uh, show up and you know every once in a while you notice the comings and goings of this same diminutive librarian who really seems to know what she's doing so I think before maybe during a study break uh, Tez will wander over uh, to that odd room uh, with uh, Rosie and um Grayson and the uh, unidentified Warforged gentle person. Do you do you knock, go in? Are you observing? 
Oh, it, it will be, here? yeah, it'll be sort of a, a knock and open the door in, in one motion, you know, like the, <laughs> I'm knocking for out of sheer politeness, but I'm not right. waiting the to sick, be told no. The Kramer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you swing open the door, um, and you can tell Grayson Windermere is not happy to see your face. No one's startled, obviously. I, all the walls are transparent. Uh, Rosie's face uh, lights up. She uh, obviously is in mid-conversation, but perks up when you step in and says, Hi, Tess Browkale. It's great to see you. Are you here studying? This is your first exam. I hope uh, you don't feel too uh, trepidatious about it, but I think everything's going to be fine. You really seem like you know what you're doing. And aren't you in Lorehold anyway? I think you're going to do a, a great job. Do you want to study with us? Uh, I would love to, Rosie. I appreciate the the offer. Uh, I'm actually studying with uh, the other transfer students. We I think we kind of got uh, left out when everybody was making groups. But uh, how how are you guys doing, Grayson? Good to see you again. Uh, and Tez like checks his chest for the missing metal. Has it been replaced? Uh, it has not. Um, but of course, the, the the top part of it that has been severed uh, has been removed. So now there's just nothing in that particular spot. So is it like a row of, of like five spots, but only four metals? Yes, right now, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Tess will just let his eyes linger and leave that unremarked. Give me an insight check. And while you're doing that, the Warforge stands almost like formally. Um, and you can see the Warforge is seven feet tall, like even taller than Scalabrow. Um, it gives a, a slight bow, almost sing-songy voice. I am Melvithorn, friends of Rosie Miffin, Bip and Grayson Windermere. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance... Melithorn, you said? Melithorn. It is lovely to meet you. I'm Tez Proudgill, as Rosie alluded to. Uh, I've I've already met Grayson and Rosie, but uh, always happy to make new friends. I have heard good things about you from Javanish Stoutclaw. We are on the Silk Ball Club together. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I, from what I hear about the sport, you certainly have the build for it. There's like a silent, like almost convulsing that Pez can see. And then after a few moments, he's pretty sure it's like a chuckle. I don't know that Pez has ever seen a Warforged chuckle before. I am also on the board of the student mages of faith. If this is something that interests you, we are always looking for new members. Uh, uh, I've never heard of the student mages of faith. What is the, uh, what's the, what's the pitch? We help our fellow students celebrate their high holidays. We discuss theology and spirituality for myself and kind of like generally gazes in an up-ish direction. I believe that all living beings form a vast consciousness across all planes of existence, transcending the power and reach of any single deity. Yeah, you don't say. Uh, you know what? I may take you up on that. Um, do you have any um, practitioners of 
uh, older religions. I'm I'm kind of interested in um, traditions that you know predate uh, our own kind of current. Uh, and I am completely blanking on the pantheons of Eberron. What's the <laughs> the sovereign host? The sovereign host, and what's would the, be the most the common one? Six? And then Silver Flame, uh, Dark Six. Yeah. Although you would you would know if you like mention Dark Six in polite company, people are usually like wary. Right, right. Although you're from Karnath, maybe you can get away from it, uh, get away with it. You know, traditions that predate the Sovereign Host and the Dark Six and the Silver Flame. You know, older traditions. You don't know that you've ever seen a Warforged look intrigued before, but Melmothorn leans in. It says, hmm, perhaps a druidic tradition from the Shadow Marches. Yes. And you can, like, if you look around, you can see that, you know, Melothorn has uh, robes in a bag with the insignia of Witherbloom, same as Aurora, uh, which is life and death magic. Um, if there is a school that would know about druidic magic, that would likely be the one so they probably know what they're talking about ah interesting yes i'm sure there are those who know of such things if it interests you well and at this grayson is like mm, i'm sure that tez is not that interested in these sorts of things you don't strike me as a particularly spiritual person no, uh, you're right. I am uh, probably a, a bit more practical, but I uh, respect uh, lots of faiths. And as I said, I have a I have a, an academic interest in in various religious traditions. I think religion is an important insight into cultures of the past. Uh, and as a uh, you know, currently studying for my arcane history exam, I think it's important to understand the people that created the objects that we're studying today uh, to better understand their purpose and their use. Uh, Rosie perks up at this. Yeah, we're studying the for the same exam. I'm very excited. Maybe we should all get together and the six of us could. And at this, Grace, Grayson <laughs> has, has jumped out of his seat and punched the button. Uh, and suddenly no one can hear Rosie say anything. Uh, and he just he just points out the door and gives you an imperious look. Uh, Tez will like um, bow with a mocking flourish and uh, I'd kind of nod his head towards Rosie and uh, and Melthorn and take his leave. The Warforge gives you a, a nod, and you can see Rosie's still talking and, like, waving furiously as bye-bye uh, um, as you leave. <laughs> and then Grayson slams the door in your face, which you can hear out here. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for him. All right. The rest of the evening passes uneventfully. Mm, you can tell Meepo's feeling pretty confident. Because he's never studied before yeah. and doesn't know that he doesn't know anything. <laughs> that, is, that is the light of a false dawn. <laughs> um, do any of you want to pull an all-nighter studying in the dorm room? Absolutely not. That is not nearly important enough to anybody in this party to succeed on this <laughs> test. <laughs> so Tez explains to Meepo and Scalabro that really the best thing before an exam is to get a good night's sleep. Sure, not blow off some steam. No, sure. 
put, you're not pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, no, but I mean, that doesn't you mean you can't, go to sleep. can't go out and party. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, all right. But not all night. But not all night. You're right. And so the next morning, the three of you make your way back to Lorehold College. And in one of the long corridors that you need to traverse to get there, something catches Skelebro's eye. Uh, and, you know, you don't want to be late, so you're you're rushing, and then you notice he's not there. You turn around, and he has gone over to um, a box near one of the walls and picked up what looks like a newspaper. And it is... Uh, the Arcanic Star, the uh, newspaper, the student newspaper that uh, your friend Mina Lee writes for. And uh, so does um, Grayson, right? Isn't he the gossip columnist? So does Grayson, who is the gossip columnist, and the gossip column is one column on the front page. Uh, Skelebro is pointing to it. Unnamed sources have it on good authority that the exchange students from Karnath uh, are interested in uh, ancient blood rites and they're here to explore all kinds of occult phenomenon so any student who uh, wants to stay stay safe this semester best watch their backs Tez reads it so I imagine they like all three grab a copy and are all reading it together and like um, when Tez finishes he kind of looks up and Skelebro has like a, a grim look on his face. Meepo has already gotten distracted and is looking elsewhere. And Tez just has this like just shit eating grin and says to Skelebro, Don't worry, I know how to handle this. I have a reputation. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Mm, who are these scary people? That's us, Meepo. Will Meepo be safe? No, it's not true. <laughs> it's, it's not what we're here for. You know this. Mm, is this on the test? This is not on the test. Then Meepo will forget it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with a copy of the Arcanic Star, Tez continues uh, to class. Where are all of you going to sit? in the room um before he walks into the room uh i te, keep me honest here i think tez still has the medal right uh yeah 100 percent. yeah he uh he pins that to his uh to his coat like the the, the severed metal so just yeah. like the bottom half of a metal yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with the like the, the cut off like <laughs> bit of the ribbon that you know like holds the metal he just Mm -hmm. pins that to his coat uh yeah i I think you can just like mend it right there you know exactly uh and it looks exactly as slipshod as it sounds but (laughs) it is a distinctive metal that's missing from from grayson's jacket and it is a conspicuous metal that is present on tez's grayson's looking pretty smug sitting near the front um, and you can tell he's trying to keep an eye out uh, for you to see how you feel about his, his handiwork. But he very obviously spots the metal and his uh, face goes slack. How, how big is the um, how big is it's like a like a small auditorium, right? 
Uh, yeah, pro- probably like a couple hundred students could fit in here, um, but it's not uh, always full. There aren't that many students in the class. Okay, perfect. So and It's a lecture hall. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, exactly. So uh, when Tez comes in and sees Grayson and sees his face drop, he makes a big exaggerated wave uh, and shouts, Grayson, so good to see you. Oh, it was so great to catch up with you yesterday. Uh, and then, like, makes a production. Turn, turns his back to you. Makes a production of dramatically walking down towards him. From behind him pops Rosie Miffenbip, who <laughs> is waving animatedly. Uh, and Grayson, like, grabs her arm and tries to, like, put it, put it down. And she's like, well, well, and then, like, I'll pop, it, I'll bet pops again and she waves some more. Uh, but then Dean Tullis sweeps in uh, in her typical dramatic style. Uh, stalks across the front of the room and begins setting up for the exam. So the three of you, where do you sit? And how do you arrange yourselves? We will sit on, you know, three seats uh, on the, like, on the aisle with Tez on the aisle itself, Meepo in the middle, and um, Skelebro on the inside. You're on the, you're on the aisle, then Meepo... And then Scalabro, is that yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And then okay. sort of like midway up, right? Like just an inconspicuous location, ideal for cheating. Um, Not so far away that it's obvious what you're trying to do. Right. And Tez on the aisle in case he needs to collect the papers and pass them up. Exactly. Gotcha. Perfect. So Dean Tullis uh, again produces this crystal orb with billowing green smoke inside it and places it in a depression on her desk. Its provenance continues to elude me, but as is the case with scholar scholarly pursuit, I shall not be stymied, and I hope that you too will not be stymied. Whatever comes today, and she uh, flicks uh, a couple of fingers and blue test books sort of bloom on uh, all of the desks. So you can see that it is broken into two parts, which will be weighed equally. The first is related to commonly used magic devices. You will need to identify types of magic devices from battlefield magic items to objects useful as spell focuses. Uh, this is a combination of like their pictures, and you need to identify uh, what it's called, what it's used for. Uh, then there'll be the categories of um, like everyday magical objects, and you'll need to um, like write a list of uh, as many of uh, as many things that fit within that particular category as you can. Um, uh, and then there is a, a diagram of. This is college level D and D. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a diagram of. I'm going to say Tez. Tez can tell it's a cleansing stone, um, but essentially you're labeling the parts and like how do how does the magical energy flow within in order to allow it to continually clean whatever's touched to it. So that's part one, and all of you will need to make and intelligence arcana check to see how well you do on that section of the, of the exam. What is the policy on guidance? I don't think anyone will be bothered if you're saying a little uh, prayer during a test, right? How could anyone hate that? 
How indeed. Uh, well, you know, it's unfortunate that I'm sitting so far away from Skelebro because I think that's probably who needs the guidance most. But uh, it's not like Meepo is that much better. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, from, do you have a familiar? Uh, I do, yes. Um, my, uh, my helper, my, uh, my little crab assistant. homunculus. My homunculus uh, uh, scorpion assistant. Can you assistant. cast spells through your homunculus? Uh, I believe I can. Is that a thing you can do? I believe so, yes. My homunculus okay. servant has channel magic. Deliver a spell you can cast that has a range of touch. I mean, I think certainly a, a scorpion could surreptitiously crawl on the ground and deliver a touch spell if if Scalabro needed a guidance. Uh, well, I think Scalabro could just keep it, like at the start of the exam. Mm, yeah, uh, you could just hand it off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'll do. Huh. I didn't even think about cheating with <laughs> my homunculus. <laughs> it's a whole new world of possibilities. Uh, okay. It's a commonly used magic device. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I've been making a weapon of war when I should have been making a weapon of commerce. Um, okay. <laughs> so I, That's what the dragon mark houses learn. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Scalabro is uh, moderately worse at this. Right now, Scalabro has one reroll to use. There's another part to the exam. Right. I I will say you can make these checks. We can go to the second part. You can make the checks and then decide where to apply the reroll because, of course, you just go to the earlier part of the booklet before you turn your exam, right? Right. Okay. So so let me roll this uh, for Scalabro and we'll see what happens. He has no arcana, but he does have 11 intelligence. So this will be a d20 and a d4 telling the truth. Well, d4 wasn't worth anything. That's a 1 and then a 7. So that's an 8. Uh, that feels not great. Feels not great. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. I will, I will say you don't need to pass... And you would know this, right? She explains. You don't need to get 100%, right? You don't have to ace the exam. You just need to get a passing grade, which is like a, you know, 50, basically. Mm -hmm. So mechanically, you only need to a actually pa uh, succeed on one of these checks. Ah, okay. Okay. In order to pass. Okay. Uh, so then Meepo with his plus two. Meepo rolls just fine. 13 plus 2. He had it in the bag the whole way. So 15. Does he have a guidance? Uh, he does not. Does he need a guidance for a 15? Yeah, you think so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Ted's just going to cheat then. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> guess we're already on plan B. All right. <laughs> I guess Tez is going to roll. I mean, Tez probably isn't going to pass either. Uh, yeah, but yeah, don't cheat yet, right? Because like Meepo could roll well in the second, and then you're like, oh, he, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's gonna pass, right? Of course. Okay, so course. let's do Tez's intelligence or uh, his Arcana roll. Uh, okay, so that's a sixteen plus seven is twenty three. Yeah, Tez feels like this. <sighs> this was easy stuff, right? Like Tez feels like he got every question right. Does he feel like he prepared them? to succeed themselves. So Scalabro did so poorly that Scalabro knows that he didn't do well. Right. Right. And like from where you are, you can, I'll say, yeah, you're a rogue. You can, you can look at, um, 
Meepo's test. And you, you can tell he's actually he's doing really well for Meepo. All right. Well, Tez will flip to the second half of the test and see how it goes. <laughs> this is historical relics and magic. Write a short essay about historical relics and how they were famously used in ritual magic. Open-ended. And this requires an intelligence history check. <sighs> Skelebro should know about history. He's from it. <laughs> I live there. Uh, Meepo is in trouble. Okay. Can I make the argument that Skelebro should genuinely have advantage on this because he can just speak through, like, he can use a hyper specific example of magic items in, like, the ritual of this cult. He can't do it in the cult because that won't be public knowledge that like your professor will be able to read and be like, oh, that's correct. However, if you can give me some reasonable example of a historical relic that people might actually know about that he would have experience with, I will give it to you. Uh, ah, so inside... Uh, inside the uh, Sunless Citadel, there were ever-burning candles, were there not? There were, yes. Uh, is that not a magical object used in ritual? Uh, certainly, yeah, actually. And you saw in at least one instance it was part of the ritual of the binding of the Trollish Dragon Priest. Right. Uh, so I think... That is something that is just plain enough and generic enough that he can, you know, extrapolate out pretty easily, right? Yeah. So, yes, I think Skelebro can write a pretty, well, can attempt to write a, a pretty convincing essay about how um, the use of uh, torches and, and fire in ritual magic was eventually subsumed by the ever-burning torch and material components that were not expended. So you're looking for a re-roll here, an advantage? Is that <laughs> Can I just have advantage on my plus zero intelligence check? Yes, take it. Take advantage on on this history check for Scalabro. I rolled a four and a seven. I hate this game. Stupid dice Yikes. game. Yikes. Okay, but he does he does have a single re-roll, which I assume he will now use. He will now use on the one that he has advantage, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. A two and a fourteen. Man, I can't win for losing. Okay, well, Skelebro fails. Uh he rolled a fourteen. Did he guidance? Uh oh, I did not guidance. Hang on. Four. Ah eighteen? Oh, you feel like that ekes it out. It's, I oh my god! I needed an eighteen to, to pass this test. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The tests are hard. Oh my god! A two and a fourteen. <laughs> Man, I can't win for losing. Okay, well, Skelebro <laughs> fails. Uh, maybe Meepo will, will do better at blowing things up. Um, all right, Meepo. Ah, eighteen. Oh, you feel like that ekes it out. I, oh my god, I needed an 18 to, to pass this test? Almost, yeah. Okay, all right. The, well. Yeah, the tests are hard. Okay. <laughs> I can't, can't wait to see what happens to this stupid party when we get to something <laughs> that isn't just Tez's whole career. 
Uh, maybe Meepo will do, will do better at blowing things up. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Meepo. All right, Meepo. He's at a minus one. <laughs> I have oh no God. reasonable expectation of advantage. <laughs> I've already said I'm not giving him guidance. <laughs> to pass these tests, you probably just need to buy headbands of intellect for everybody. <laughs> Meepo. This, I think this die is broken. He, I, Meepo rolls a seven. <laughs> it's a six. Seven minus one. Okay. He's a beautiful well, idiot. He's not even that beautiful. <laughs> People seem to think he is. Um, okay, so Meepo's definitely failing this test unless Tez takes it into his own hands. But let's see how Tez is doing first. I mean, acing it, obviously. Mm, probably. History uh, check. History. It's 11 plus 7 is 18. Yep. No problem. Easy peasy. In fact, you have time to write two essays. I was going to say, the quality of this essay is less than his work on the first half on account of he has to write it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but has to write one poorly enough that it doesn't become obvious that Meepos is like completely uh, doctored. All right. So Tez needs to roll deception and sleight of hand in order to cheat this. That's right. Uh, deception is six sleight of hand is six uh do i have advantage on either or you have one reroll you know you have to pass both of them though and i assume you're guidancing on both of these uh yeah <laughs> yeah that seems important um and also looking for magical ways to cheat right more magical ways right, to you... cheat more ways to cheat more magically <laughs> You need to call in sick so someone can take the tests with a proctor at a different time so that someone else has time to attune the headband of intellect so that you can keep passing it back and forth. You know, I don't think the dash disengage or hide action as a bonus action is going to be too helpful. I don't have anybody Why to thieves not? can't to. You don't have flash of genius yet, right? I don't have flash of genius. I do have magical tinkering and... You know what? I don't think I infused both my items. <laughs> um, and you, yeah, you could do that. I mean, that's after a long rest, right? So you would have done that in the morning. Well, <laughs> rope of climbing is what's currently picked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone, what's that rope doing? We're just gonna do it live. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, all right, I need deception to... check. Can't... Yeah. First of all, I need Can to you properly that forge I've been this. able to write mm -hmm. this. Yeah, exactly. That is going to do it. 12 plus 2 is 14, plus 6 is 20. That You believe that Meepo wrote this. <laughs> it's quite convincing. <laughs> all right. Uh, even the right misspellings. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. But now, of course, so you wait patiently until it gets near... Uh, the end of the exam period. Dean Tullis then tells everyone to bring their papers up. Sleight of hand check. Because you you also are pretty sure you need to you need to hide this from Meepo. Uh, right. <laughs> so I think is I mean he's a kobold. His perception is probably terrible. You know what? I am. <laughs> oh look. 
Tez never even sweat. 19, plus 2, 21, plus 6, 27. If there is one thing that Tez is good at, it's history and hiding things. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you're always going to be better off just cheating. I, yes. <laughs> this is now, this is now a, uh, a college career of how Tez cheats his two friends through college. <laughs> All right, so... I'm the Van um, Wilder of this school. <laughs> Tez, you need to make a little money, so... Tez, um, seamlessly, he feels, uh, slips the fake Meepo paper into the stack uh, and disposes of the real Meepo paper uh, deep into his pocket and then makes a mental note to do something with that later. Uh, and then all of you, given what has just transpired, uh, take your leave without trying to make too much of a commotion. What is the chatter as people are leaving the auditorium? You know, everyone always kind of com- compares notes. Was it hard? Was it easy? Oh my God, I can't believe that was on the on the test. What's the chatter? It was It was difficult if I hadn't studied all night there's no way that I would have made it is is like the general consensus, like without studying. Absolutely not. And you can tell like there, there are the, uh, let's say intelligence based students who, you know, had a much easier time of it Mm -hmm. than the dexterity or charisma based students at this particular class. (laughs) You can tell which, which ones had, uh, you know, the frazzled hair and are showing up in pajamas today. Right, but you know which ones like you know potioned up essentially, right? Right. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that we're all embracing study drugs. <laughs> if there's one thing that's universal, it's it's cheating just enough that there's nothing to catch. <laughs> just enough. Uh, it's because it's allowed. It's allowed. Yeah, because, right. Uh, it's not against the rules. There's no rule that says a dog can't take your test. <laughs> just enough to not violate the honor code. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And Tez already knows what the outcome is going to be. But of course, the next day when all the results are posted uh, on the wall for everybody to see how everybody did, Tez has aced the test, got everything right. You know who else aced the test? Meepo. Mm -hmm. You know who didn't ace the test, but did pass? Skelebro, who is maybe a little dejected, maybe a little confused, but also maybe feeling a little guilty about feeling confused that Meepo aced the test. Wait, wait, wait. Because unless you told him that you cheated. Well, hang on, hang on. Uh, I didn't think that Meepo was going to ace it. I, because he failed the first half. Tez would only have cheated on the second half. Oh, just in the second half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he he would have cheated him to passing. He wouldn't try to. Yeah, no, no, no. That would not be good deception. And that would be ridiculous. <laughs> that uh, would not be good trade craft. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to. Uh, the, 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 I only cheated the, uh, oh, God. I guess the essay portion. Perfect. Okay. So then, yes, uh, both of them uh, passed and they seemed genuinely happy, both for themselves and for the other. Uh, and you know what? I think you get you get uh, some like actual like heartfelt, sincere thanks for your tutoring from the two of them. A, ra- a rare moment. Uh, guys, it, it doesn't matter. Like, we're not here to take school. We're here to find the thing. 
Meepo got an A. Meepo got an A. Meepo did, in fact, not get an A. Meepo, you got a C. Meepo got an A. <laughs> you got a, a. a C. <laughs> which, Skelebro got a C+. Plus. You guys did great. In Sylvan, this is an A. As in, you did the minimum required to stay in school to stay on the mission, okay? We're not here to pass. Well, we're not here to... Do not do drugs. I learned it from watching you. All right, I guess we'll pass school, too. Again. We should go hang out by the lockers in the cool. <sighs> yes. That's all I've wanted to do for my entire literal academic career. It's why I became a rogue archaeologist. Nobody thought I was cool. <laughs> um, and in the arcane uh, advanced arcane history class after the results are posted dean tellus congratulates most of you on uh doing a pretty good job uh mm, i'll say no you don't need to make an insight check for this she actually calls out tez by name and says congratulations uh to one of our exchange students it seems that uh the War College in Reckonmark uh, has educated you well. I'm impressed. Uh, thank you, Professor. It's uh, uh, probably less of the War College and more of just my own interest in your own wonderful tutelage. Yes, I'll be keeping a very close eye on you in the future. You can be sure. Tez smiles. Sheepishly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and with that, she reminds the class that the next thing that should be on their to-do list is planning for the Magister's Masquerade. Because, hey, everybody, you got to make outfits. And we'll hear about that next time. All right. Let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And even though it's hard for me to get together to record episodes nowadays, I am still on Discord because you can do that during meetings. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our rewards at Patreon.com slash TotalPartyThrill. All right, what do we have planned for next week's episode? We are continuing our playthrough of The Magister's Masquerade. That's it for episode 327 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.